Ho, ho, ho! It's the holidays! This week, we've got some special shout-outs to our colleagues, and more importantly, we've got a lot of thank yous, and thank you for listening this week on a special holiday edition of The Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to The Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles sometimes the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And this week, it's not about the tough topics. This is actually about the good stuff, the things that we're celebrating, the things that we're happy and grateful for during the holidays. And so we have got some special shout outs to give to some amazing colleagues out there. But before we get into all of that and so much more, as always, I am one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And happy holidays, Becky. Happy holidays. It's This is going out on the Wednesday before Christmas. So Wednesday is December the 23rd. Third, I think, or so. So right now, if you're listening to this, you are probably in a frantic last-minute dash to complete all of your holiday stuff, whether it's making presents, you know, getting food, making arrangements, maybe even you're traveling somewhere. Probably not. But if you are, please be safe. But regardless, it is the holidays. And for most veterinary professionals, Becky, we don't really get a lot of time off. So we really wanted to sit back and reflect on some of the good stuff that this very interesting year has thrown our way. You know, I think it's more important than ever to focus on the good There's a lot of just really high tensions, a lot of, we know, depression, mental health, you know, through the roof right now. And so we really did just kind of want to take some time to just spread some holiday cheer, as cliche as that might sound. Yeah, and while we can't give you all the day or two or week off, we would if we could, trust me, uh, we just at least thought it's good to sit back and reflect on some of the things that, uh, you know, are good. And despite... All of the challenges in 2020, Becky, I mean, one of the things I think we should all be comforted by is that the veterinary profession showed a lot of resilience. I mean, while we are sort of overwhelmed, you know, the great news is people are still coming to the veterinarian, which gives us a job. Possibly more than ever. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) We... I feel like for some, it's like they're shut down, they're closed, they're short staffed, they can't do it. And then I think, you know, for others, it's busier than it's ever been to the point of exhaustion. And so it's a weird, weird year. Yeah, it really is. And, and many of the Viewfinder family knows, you know, I'm one of the, the partners in Vertical Vet. We have about 1,100 clinics nationwide. And, and Becky, you're absolutely right. Geographically, we've seen a wide distribution. Some clinics are, like you said, just at all-time highs. Like they're literally breaking records in number of pet patients that they're seeing and revenue and all that sort of stuff. And then there are some parts of the country where, you know, the clinics that are, are members, you know, are, are reporting some challenges. So, you know, it, it is a bit of a mixed bag, but overall, you know, when I when I think back to people that are in like some of the service industries, like for example, people that work in a restaurant, you know, or our daycare centers, Becky, I mean, you know, they've been really affected in a way that we just haven't. I can't even think about daycare centers are like a cesspool of germs before COVID. I didn't even think about that. I'm, I need to go shower. It's I, truly though, like right. I also have been saying this for a little bit. I feel like the, the veterinary profession is a little bit of the unsung I'm not going to say heroes, but front lines, right? Like people forget the veterinary industry is front line. And and we absolutely know medical professionals are killing it out there. They are yeah. doing such a great job. They're working so hard. 
But I think as of always, we kind of get excluded from the medical personnel. So um, you you are real doctors, <laughs> you are real medical professionals, and you guys are front lines kicking ass. We're so appreciative of what you're doing um, and just showing up on a day-to-day with a smile on your face and taking care of these these babies. That's right. Well, as many of you regular listeners know, last week we issued a call out to help people, uh, to ask people if they would, you know, sort of nominate or offer up somebody, a colleague, a friend, a coworker, whomever, that they felt needed a little bit of a recognition during the Christmas holidays. And so we got a lot of them, and we're going to hopefully get to all of them today. I want to thank everybody for taking the time to participate, you know, filling out, DMing us, messaging emails, and of course, uh, just leaving comments on our social media. Uh, so I really want to start off right now with one I think that um, will speak to a lot of you. So whether or not, you know, you were directly called out this week, uh, you know, we can get to that later. Uh, I think many of us can relate. This one is from a a good friend of the show uh, and a good friend of ours on a personal level, Tasha McNerney, a wonderful registered veterinary technician who specializes in pain management, anesthesia, as many of you know, Uh, fantastic wealth of information and expertise. But she said, I would like to to give a, a extra heaping of recognition to Nancy Shafran. Uh, she said she is a fierce advocate for pain management and the very first technician president of the IVAPM. And that, my friends, is a whole big slice of awesomeness. That is actually, that is pretty incredible. And I love the opportunity to shout her out for that and letting people know that that's actually a huge deal, right? We've got got a lot of trailblazers in this industry who need to hear thank you. Right. And so one of the things that I really wanted to point out to to the profession is that typically the leadership roles of things like the IVAPM, which is an international practice, I'm sorry, pain management group for veterinarians or veterinary medicine, I should say. uh, And typically those leadership roles are held by veterans veterinarians and even often thereby specialist veterinarians. So the fact that Nancy Schaffern has been uh, elected as the very first veterinary technician to be president of IVAPM, that speaks huge strides. Like that's something to be super grateful for. It is 2020 and we are really starting to show just how valuable registered veterinary technicians are to this profession. Yeah. And and on top of that, we have veterinary technicians who are willing to be vulnerable enough to stand up and be that first technician and to Ooh, yeah. stand among veterinarians and say, I'd like to run. I'd like to be seen. I'd like to be recognized. Um, that takes a lot of nerve, takes a lot of vulnerability. And so that's a big deal to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, still to this day, registered veterinary technicians are not officially, you know, involved at leadership positions at the, um, American Veterinary Medical Association. You know how we're we, not even allowed to be members. We, you know how we, we feel about that. You. you find there's, again. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of things. I mean, again, and the reason that we say things like that, viewfinders, is because we love our profession. We love the AVMA. We just want it to be better, right? Or just rename yourself the American <laughs> Veterinarian Association. <laughs> Otherwise, you're excluding some people when you use the word veterinary. All right, Becky. Who have you got to give a <laughs> shout out to? Changing the subject. So I'm going to start <laughs> off with Miss Rebecca. Rose. She has been yes. a guest on the show. She is also a friend of the, our podcast here, and she is shouting out the many wonderful veterinary technicians that have offered to participate in the Career Choices for Veterinary Technicians update. So, um, Miss Rebecca Rose has this book out. It's been out for a minute, and she's updating it because to the very point we just finished talking about, technicians 
are changing their roles. And so um, I'm excited to contribute to this uh, book as well. And the update is coming out to make sure that technicians know this is not just a nine to five in and out of the clinic type thing. There are so many things technicians can do. And Ms. Rebecca Rose is leading the voice in letting them know. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, I've got one. Uh, this is actually by a pet parent. So we, uh, you know, we do have listeners out there that are just pet parents, not veterinary professionals. Uh, and this is from Robin Alford, and she said, "I'd like to nominate Dr. Michael Avery at Arlington Animal Clinic." And I know that they're listeners. Uh, he's the best vet I've ever had for my almost ten-year-old pup Ringo. He goes above and beyond, and he is so thorough. I had a scary issue pop up with Ringo at the beginning of the pandemic, and he took care of him and quite possibly saved his life. I don't know what uh, would have happened if he didn't take him in that day. Uh, And I got to tell you, those are the kind of stories that I'm grateful for, right? Here's a pandemic. Here's a concerned pet parent. uh, And she is saying, look, here's a veterinarian who went above and beyond, probably even risking their own health and that health of their family and their co-workers to actually take in this dog, Ringo, during a medical crisis and nurse him back to health. So again, wonderful shout out. That's what this profession is good at. I mean, yeah, we are, Becky, you mentioned heroes before. This is, we are heroes to so many. Oh my gosh. True, true, true. And along those lines, actually, I have a shout out that came from the Fear Free Certified Professionals page from Miss Savannah Blair. She is shouting out the staff at VCA Covington in Covington, Washington, for making her feel for the first time in seven years since adopting her fear reactive dog that he is good. Oh, wow. And, and again, behavior is one of those issues and areas that too often gets overlooked and even discounted in veterinary medicine. So I love any time I hear, you know, somebody taking a dog or a cat or any type of animal with some type of behavior issue, whether it's fear motivated or whether it's, you know, uh, who knows, right? Just poor training, poor experiences. Uh, I love it when we take the time and actually try to bring these animals back to, you know, normal interactions with humans. It's so important. And, you know, again, Becky, you know where I stand. There's like two areas that I'm super passionate about, of course, nutrition and behavior. And I think those are huge opportunities. So if you're looking for some way to grow your practice or maybe find a little inspiration and motivation for the next year, I would say look to nutrition and behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's really, really hard when you love a a, um, spicy pet and you (laughs) are like... I know this animal. I I curl up at night in bed with this this animal who gives me loving kisses. He's scared, um, and he still needs medical care. And the fear-free movement, you know, low-stress handling, Dr. Sophia Yin, all paved the way for this. But it's an important shout-out. When we're going slow, when we're treating, um, we're not labeling anybody, and we're working with the patient in front of us. So that's that's a big shout-out to those guys. Yeah. And again, you know, if you're not uh, aware of the cat friendly movement, again, I encourage you to check out Association, American Association of uh, Feline Practitioners and Cat Friendly Practice. That's something that's near and dear to my heart because Lord knows we all need a little kindness towards cats. We got them spicy kitties. (laughs) We sure do. Well, speaking of fear free, here's a a veterinary clinic uh, from Pittsburgh that is fear free and another uh, pet owner uh, and um, a person who is uh, nominating a veterinarian says, Hi, this is Deborah Tran. Hi, I'd like to nominate my friend, Dr. Laura Katena, 
uh, C-A-T-E-N-A, I know I probably mispronounced that, Dr. Laura Katena from Pittsburgh. She is an amazing vet, and she has worked tirelessly to design and produce the Armor Hand Protector Animal Handling Gloves. And if you don't know this story about Laura Katena, she she is a really remarkable person, and I've interacted with her, met her a couple of times. But basically, she had a severe bite injury in which she almost lost the use of her hand, and she set out to develop a better type of handling glove to to save and prevent these types of injuries from occurring to anybody else. So uh, I would say that if you aren't familiar with the Armor Hand Protector, definitely check it out. Uh, designed by a veterinarian who actually saw the need. And again, you know, what I like to highlight here, the reason this is an important one to be grateful for is here's a veterinarian, saw a problem, offered a solution. You know, too often in life, we just kind of sit back and commiserate in the misery, right? And say, oh man, I hate these mean animals, right? Well, here's a vet who had something really tragic and almost devastating occur to her. And and, and quite frankly, she's still dealing with the the side effects and and complications from this. Um, But she said, you know what? I'm not going to let that define me. I'm actually going to see if I can figure out a way to help others avoid this type of injury. So Good on you, Dr. Laura Katana. Merry Christmas and you a well-deserved shout out. And all of our digits, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's right. Um, okay, so the next one came from the Pet Emergency Education Instructors Facebook page from Lori Gillette Zel- Zelenik? Z-E-L-E, no, Z-E-L-A-N-I-K. Oh gosh, guys, phonetic Z. spelling. Dr. For us, Z. <laughs> Do you know that one? No, I don't. Okay. Zelenik is what I'm going to say. And she has got a list here, which I love. So she is shouting out happy holidays to Edwin C. Dirks, DVM, Dr. Keene, and the staff at Keene Veterinary Hospital, Dr. Hannah and staff at Skyline Animal Hospital, Dr. Malman, and Dr. James Farr at Land O Lakes Animal Hospital. Susie Miles and staff at Animal Hospital of Pensacola. Dr. Joanne Daniels and staff at Central Pasco Animal Hospital. Dr. Marlene Siegel and staff at Pasco Animal Medical Center. And the staff at Veterinary Emergency Group and staff. And the staff at Veterinary Emergency Group. Merry Christmas to all. Wow, that's a lot of shouting out. And that's what I love, too. I mean, that's we're givers. So, you know, she just like said, hey, you know what? These are all the people that really helped me this year, and uh, I want to make sure that we celebrate them. Um, I think this is great, and I love, I appreciate the people who have taken the time to give somebody a little bit of shout-out. All too often, we wrinkle our nose and say, you know, this is meaningful, and so I really appreciate you guys that took this time. Yeah, I got a uh, direct message, and the person would ask that uh, I don't reveal their names, uh, but there were two people that nominated this person. Uh, And we actually had this person on our podcast, so I know that uh, the people who nominated actually listened to this episode. But this was with Dr. Crystal Heath. And you might remember, Becky, this was the one who, the veterinarian from Berkeley, California, who had been bullied by other veterinarians. There was like this Mm -hmm. fictitious group. It was later, it turned out, there's been like national news reporting on this. She was actually a target of an animal agricultural group. They paid over $10,000 to slander her name. And I know personally what that's like having run for politics. Uh, but anyway, they say, uh, say Dr. Crystal Heath from Berkeley, uh, Berkeley, California, that is, uh, for dealing with a lot of, of tragedy this year. She personally had to deal with an attack on her profession, professional uh, 
I guess that's her like uh, reputation on her profession, as well as dealing with some personal issues. So Crystal Heath definitely deserves a Christmas shout out. And um, yeah, I'll say, you know, I've, I've worked with Dr. Heath now on a project against ventilation shutdown. We've talked about it before. If you haven't checked it out, go to uh, veterinariansagainstventilationshutdown.org. It's V-A-V-S-D.org. Uh, we've got a petition to the AVMA to reclassify this really horrific way to kill uh, chickens and pigs in particular, where they just basically roast. And so anyway, uh, Crystal and I have been working on that, but uh, she's really experienced a lot this past year. So I really appreciate uh, those two people for sending me a message saying, hey, how about a little special love for Dr. Crystal Heath? So there you go, Crystal. Oh, Crystal, that is very well deserved. You are supported. You are loved. You are perfectly fine being you. And um, we got your back, girl. That's for sure. This is this is unfair stuff, and and we're so proud of you for what you've overcome. And you know, Becky, it, it is interesting. Yeah, you know, we we brought that up several months ago, and I've started to see more online discussion around vets bullying other vets. And so, yeah, I think I mean one of the things we love about our viewfinder family is you know you do go out there and carry on these conversations. That's that's really all we are trying to do is catalyze these conversations for change. And I think that this is one of those that we kind of were able to shine a little spotlight on it, you know, and I think then people started saying, wow, is this a thing? Are vets being ugly to each other? If so, what does that really, you know, do and and how can we prevent it? So I, I'm really happy to see some other people taking up this issue as well. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, we can do better. Yeah, I think awareness is super important. So um, my my next is from the Veterinary Medi- Medical Technology Alumni of Central Carolina Community College, my alma mater. Yeah. And um, Paulette Hasty is shouting out Lake Park Animal Clinic in Lake Park, North Carolina. And Michael Zarin is shouting out Lake Pine Animal Hospital in Apex, North Carolina. Wow. Those are in our backyard. Backyard. That's right. <laughs> actually, Michael Zarin is a very good friend of mine. And I know I'll make him blush, but he actually um, married my husband and I. Wait, what? Yeah, Michael Zarin is a very good friend of mine. I used to work with in Carolina Beach, and he got ordained and um, faced his fear of public speaking just to unite my husband and I in matrimony. So I'm shouting him out. Wow, that is yeah. so cool. Didn't know that. Well, we definitely uh, got a lot uh, uh, from you guys on our Instagram page. This is one from Zoom Med RVT, which everybody knows that's Mark Christopher. He's been a guest on our show before. An amazing uh, Zoom Med RVT. <laughs> It's just you can go check him out on Instagram for sure. But he wanted to uh, make sure we call out at tra- trad underscore bow underscore newbie, but we all know that this is Melissa Ortiz, and she is an amazing uh, veterinarian as well with uh, exotic and zoo animals. And so this is what uh, Mark had to write. Again, check him out at ZooMed RVT. He says, Mo, which is her nickname, Melissa Ortiz, LBT, Mo is an inspiration, all caps. She always promotes and advocates for the veterinary technician and is Fierce about it. Again, all caps. I've seen her administer epidurals into the smallest of exotic pocket pets. Not an easy feat, I can tell you. She was our former president of AZVT and a zoo anesthesia whiz, all caps. She is really amazing and an inspiration to many of us in the zoo field. And she's in New York. 
All right. So, Mark, thank you so much for for calling out Melissa Ortiz, LBT. She is a force. She is fierce. She is a whiz. Uh, And again, technical skills aside, it is so amazing to see strong females in an area that, I mean, up until the past decade or so, Becky, I mean, it was really a male, I mean, zoo vet, zoo medicine was male dominated. And it's really great to see people like Melissa out there just blazing a trail and making amazing change. Yeah, it's great to the actual exotic, you know, trained people yeah, taking right. the That's title right. of exotic leaders. That's right. That's right. Ooh. That's right. Uh, well, yeah, and, no, and, and, you know, the, the thing about it is, is Mark Christopher, also a, a great friend of the podcast, he was on, and, you know, he is um, really doing some inspiring things, uh, and I want to shout him out, actually, for doing his very first uh, webinar um, with Vet Shows, and um, it was... It was a recorded and he was stressed and he nailed it just like I knew he would. So shouting him out. Of course. And I will say this, viewfinders, you know, often you hear me talk about, you know, sort of uncredentialed, unlicensed, self-proclaimed experts. And that's the, the zoo and exotics world. I mean, they really encounter that every day. And so it's just so inspiring on a personal level to see people like Mark and Melissa out there who are literally, you know, bringing a level of expertise that just wasn't there. And so, you know, I, I've been involved with this for many, many years. And, you know, honestly, it was always like, oh, we have to deal with the Zet. Uh, but the reality is we are now in an area where we can provide amazing service and veterinary technicians like Mark and Melissa are just allowing us to do that. It was much more eloquent than my shots fired. So good job there. I liked liked that better. Um, Next up is a friend of yours and mine. And as a matter of fact, today we're recording on the 18th of December happens to be her happy birthday. So Kristen Warman is shouting out the entire team at Ada Hospital for Animals. And um, Kristen Warman herself is one of the best cat parents I know in the world. And so I'm sure everyone at Ada Hospital for Animals loves her just as much as she loves them. Wow. All right. And I've got a personal one as well. Um, And again, this might be a little controversial, but I just got to give a shout out. And that is to someone who's been on the podcast and someone who doesn't always, you know, uh, say the things that everybody wants to hear. But Mark Cushing, the attorney, wrote a book this year, uh, and it really is a good one. It's called Pet Nation. It talks about how we got to where we are today. I found it to be incredibly relevant during the pandemic. So if you hadn't had a chance to check out his latest book, I really encourage you to do so uh, because, you know, it's just a nice history of like the pets, you know, industry, the veterinary industry, where he thinks it's going to head. He touches on everything from pet food and nutrition to telemedicine, you know, to, to how we're going to evolve as veterinary practitioners. So it's a really good read. So I just want to give a little shout out to that. Sorry. I know. But. Yeah nothing to be sorry about we're all entitled to our own that is it is sitting on my shelf and i can't wait to graduate grad school so i can read the things i like one day he'll probably have a new version out by the time i'm done but um in in personally mark cushing has uh done some favors for me um helping me to navigate the um arbitrary laws in north carolina for technicians and so uh yeah fair shout out fair shout out fair shout out and arbitrary laws for veterinary technicians guys this is where i have to give a shout out to nafta because you know they they are still working 
hard, hard behind the scenes. And this year we didn't talk a lot about the, 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 uh, the veterinary uh, nurse initiative, the VNI, uh, and that's for good reason because not a lot was really happening on the surface, but they are still working tirelessly because some of the things need to be tightened up. There needs to be a lot more uniformity in the laws and regulations, as Becky and I know, with a, a project that we've been working on hard for the past year or so. Wow. I mean, the difference between what a veterinary tech, a registered veterinary technician, licensed veterinary technician can do in North Carolina versus South Carolina versus Alabama versus Georgia versus Idaho versus California. Holy smokes. Yep. It's, it's, yeah, guys, what, what do they used to say in the 90s? Stop the madness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In North Carolina, you're better off not having a license um, because, oh. you know, but we won't get into all that because it's a happy episode. But I do know that there are a lot of people out there fighting the good fight. And yes. so shout outs to all of them. And yes. then and NAFTA, people, thank you. Yeah, NAFTA, people like, um, you know, Lance, people like Mark yeah, that are, yeah. are really helping uh, us navigate this and the veterinarians who are standing behind us as well, because those are the ones that we know the boards are going to listen to the most. Yeah. And of course, she refers to Lance Rosa, who's a yeah. veterinarian and an attorney, and he's been a guest on the show a couple of times. So again, thank you for your tireless efforts, because I know we didn't get to talk about it a lot this year, but next year, who knows what we'll be talking about. That's right. Lance is a bomb. Yeah. Um, my next one's from Carmen Goodall. Carmen Goodard Wall. She is actually a former student of mine at Central Carolina, and she is shouting out Cornwallis Road Animal Hospital. They've been struggling lately with being understaffed and the volume of patients that need care. It's a bad cycle to be in as a manager um, because you have to help things run smoothly and you have to step in on the floor, which means you have less time to do resumes and interview and hire. And so you get these um, this endless cycle. And so they're doing the best they can. They're helping the animals. And Carmen wants them to know she's thinking of them and have, they have a happy holiday. Wow. That is. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's a tough one. And, you know, we always say that it's the thought that counts, um, and it does count for sure, and that's what we're here to talk about today. But more importantly, it's the actual rolling up our sleeves and helping each other in a real tangible way. I mean, I think that's been the thing I've been most thankful for this year is watching veterinary clinics, veterinarians, veterinary technicians, managers, CSRs, assistants, you name it, everybody that works in a veterinary clinic just really get to work. You know, uh, it hasn't been a pleasant year. It hasn't been an easy year. But I will say this, the level of commitment that I have seen amongst our colleagues all over the country, and really all over the world, it's just been so inspiring to me, Becky. Oh, I mean, absolutely. It's been inspiring. And for me personally, it has been with the uh, um, uh, 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 absolutely unbelievable number of donors and the amount of money that we were able to raise with the veterinary industry giving tree. We had so many people donate and and personally they are all each and every one of them, my personal shout out because um, it's a hard time of year. It's, it's, it's hard to have money. Um, It's hard to take your eyes off of the road sometimes and see the view around you. And every single one of those people did that um, to help other people have a happy holiday. So um, that kind of kindness and um, and awareness and and not to mention even if they weren't able to give funds they shared they they talked about it they made sure they nominated so um, I have a big group of family there now on the veterinary industry giving tree. 
Yeah, I got to give you a huge shout out for that because the, the veterinary industry giving tree was something that, again, you saw a problem, you offered a solution instead of just saying, oh, woe is us. And uh, I, I can't, I just, I've said it multiple times that I just couldn't be prouder of you. Uh, also, shout out to my wife, Laura. Uh, this year, you know, we do this community tree lighting event uh, every year for 25 years, and it's primarily to raise, you know, stuff, money and goods, clothes, food for needy children and seniors in our area. And this year we got crushed, right? I mean, just people just weren't able to donate. Businesses weren't able to to donate. I mean, so uh, Laura really just went out and doubled down on her efforts, wound up carving together a coalition of, of businesses and civic groups. And, and I think we've got most of the kids and seniors covered in our area. Uh, it was kind of funny, Becky, I don't know if you saw, we, we live in an area of viewfinders where there's a weekly paper, uh, the Brunswick beacon for our County where Becky and I live. And, um, you know, on the front page this year was like, Hey, the Brunswick family assistance, which is one of the groups that we work closely with. We give a lot of stuff to them. Uh, you know, they they had a, front page article saying, we don't have enough. You know, I mean, mm. we're getting more uh, more requests than ever, uh, and we don't have enough. So could you help? So, you know, it's all over the country, Becky. I mean, people that normally wouldn't have their hands out, you know, are desperately seeking. And and what I, what I like about what Becky did at the Veterinary Industry Giving Tree is these aren't necessarily the people that are even going to ask for that handout, right? Yeah. And so this was something that was peer-to-peer uh, nominated. We do a similar program in the schools. We reach out to teachers to identify children that are just flying under the radar because their parents are too proud maybe to to ask or are too concerned to ask for, for assistance. So, you know, Becky, again, just... just to all the people, all the yeah. viewfinder family that are out there kind of making a difference, trying to help others. Um, wow. Just thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Cause there are a lot of people doing it, not on a platform like this, right? Like right. where thousands of people are listening every month and they know, and, and it's great, you know, it's great for the, for the scene and it's great for people to see it. But um, there are people out there every day, just buying coffee for somebody behind them in the line of Starbucks, yeah. uh, dropping a few bucks in the, in the person's, you know, cup that needs it on the side of the road, whatever it is, we're all doing what we can. Um, and so, it, you know, a lot of us are doing that in the shadows too. So it's not about, you know, um, being in front of other people. So if you've got a little secret inside that, you know, you did some good, but you're not going to brag about it. I see you. And thank you for that. <laughs> My next one uh, is from Haley Ann and she's just shouting out the whole Alabama Vet Tech Association. Yeehaw. And I asked her, do you have a particular message? And she said, nope, just shout them out. They're amazing. They're working so hard that Alabama's a state that has had to come a long way. Didn't even used to have a tech association. Um right. I don't think they even had a, a school in Alabama for a while. And so shout out to those guys for doing the, doing their jam. Yeah. And I'm, I was born in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, you know, I used to bleed crimson, but uh, obviously I'm a Georgia bulldog first and foremost these days. But uh, regardless, uh, the rural states, the Southern states, I mean, it's, it's very different. So if you find your family that are listening from like, you know, big cities, Philadelphia, Chicago, LA, wherever, um, you know, it's different in Alabama and Mississippi and Louisiana. I mean, this is this is my stomping grounds. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, here in North Carolina, it's it's really, you know, there are, diff- there are particular challenges. Having said that, come on, New York City, you know, unique set of, of circumstances there that make it sometimes difficult. So wherever you live, big town, small town or whatever, uh, again, just huge shout out to, to all of the veterinary profession. Yeah, that's for sure. Michelle Krasecki Annie, uh, who has been yeah. a guest on the show, and it took me five years to learn to say her name, so I was very <laughs> proud to do it here today with confidence, is uh, shouting out the Animal Emergency and Referral Center of Minnesota. I know she spends a lot of time with those guys, and anything that ends 
or includes the word emergency or Minnesota is hardcore, if you ask me. So um, they're brave in the snow. They're showing up for work. They're doing their thing. And and Michelle wants them to know she's wishing them happy holidays. All right. The last one I've got is from Stephen Lancelotti. Uh, his wife is apparently a veterinarian, and they listen to the show. He says, I want to thank uh, and give a shout out to my wife, Brittany Britt. Lancelotti. She's a dermatologist. Not only did she finish her, I guess this is probably her residency and getting board certified uh, right at the outset of the pandemic, but she had a baby. <laughs> so, so she's now working and I want you to give her a special thank you for me. So uh, yeah, so Brittany Lancelotti, I remember you as a student back in the day. I think she graduated from Western Vet School out in California and uh, she's now all grown up with dermatologists, has a couple of kids it looks like, and she had a child during the middle of a pandemic. So, wow, that's pretty amazing. And I'm glad everybody is safe and healthy throughout this holiday. Thanks, Stephen, for, for shouting out. Yeah. And let's just take a minute to talk about those who don't want to wear masks that didn't have to give a, a, have a baby in one. Yeah. Uh, if you can't wear it in to grab, you know, your apples and, you know, milk and eggs, then um, talk to these people who had an entire human being in a mask. Right, right. That's a really good point. I, I can only imagine, you know, we've all been nervous at the Ward family just doing the regular stuff we have to do. I mean, I, I have not gone to the dentist this year because of yeah, my fear. Yeah, it's an excuse. <laughs> yeah, it's a convenient <laughs> way. Just dial up a pandemic so I can skip my dentist appointment. But uh-huh. re, but in all seriousness, it's affected the way all of us, you know, go about even our own personal health. And I, I can only imagine uh, what Dr. Lancelotti, the, the, really, the, just the, the fear and concern that she had to have had uh, having a baby going into a hospital. I mean, so I'm and I'm sure that there are literally thousands of you out there, viewfinders, who've had a similar experience. So again, we just want to say uh, thank you for continuing to listen. We're glad that you're safe. That's right. And my very, very last shout out is just to my mom, because she has listened to all four years of the Veterinary Viewfinder. She never talks crap to me about it. She always compliments it. She's learned a lot. And she is by far our most devoted listener. And so just happy holidays, mom. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. I do not. I cannot say the same about my mom. But, uh, you know, but hey, I I can't say the same about my dad. I just got (laughs) one folk out there listening. I did set it up on Alexa where literally all she has to say and you guys can do this at home and I'll probably trigger yours right now and say Alexa play veterinary viewfinder podcast uh, and it will go and play it I think probably some Alexa device somewhere is set off right now (laughs) but anyway uh, viewfinder family that is it for us if there's somebody that we miss definitely don't hesitate hit us up on social media Uh, leave a a note saying hey thank you and uh, who knows we might even get to get to it on the air but uh, you know again I just want to say thank you thank you thank you I am so grateful for your loyal listening over the past four years Uh, and really it's not for the listening but it's what you do with some of the ideas that we present. That's really what I'm grateful for. It's not the numbers. It's not the downloads. It's not the all that. It's actually, I think that slowly but surely the viewfinder family is making a positive difference in the veterinary world. Yeah. I mean, when you guys take a moment to leave us a comment or a review or you message us and say like, Hey, I really enjoyed this episode or needed it. Um, It means a lot to us because we really are truly here just to try to help um, connect with our profession well before COVID when there was literally no connection. And we've just been so grateful for you guys being our connection to the outside world over the, you know, the last couple crazy months, but certainly over the last four years. I know it's going to be a different one. I know it's going to be a hard one. We're not going to see family. A lot of folks are having a hard time. Um, So just, you know, focus on the warmth. 
and the brightness of the holiday season and the reason. And um, you guys, we're here for you. And thank you so, so much. Until next time. Happy holidays. Bye.